Hey guys, you are listening to the Blonde Ambition Podcast with Roxy Brown. This is episode six, and in today's episode, I am going to talk about the demise of Toys R Us and why I don't think their issues are exactly what they thought. So to jump right in, uh, I think it's pretty common knowledge. I think it was today or yesterday that everyone has heard that Toys R Us is officially filing for bankruptcy and sort of officially done. It is really sad to see a retailer who has been around as long as they have, 40, 50, 60 years to go under. Uh, The official statement uh, from Toys R Us talked about the fact that their uh, holiday earnings from 2017 came in well lower than they expected. And the reason that they think it happened is because of the fact that other stores such as Toys R Us, I mean, such as Walmart, Target, and Amazon actually put their toys as a loss leader. And Toys R Us says that we can't do that because we have to make our money on toys. So what they're saying is that people like Target, right, they discounted toys before the holiday season as a way to get people in the store and then knowing that they would come in the store to buy a really cheap, you know, maybe half off toy for their kids, that they would buy other things. And that's how they beat Toys R Us in the end game. Now, Toys R Us has also talked about the fact that they feel like Amazon has killed them because online shopping has really taken off and they feel like that's a real issue for them. So here's the thing. This is going to be my take on it. You guys can put alternate theories, argue about it. This is just my take on it. And I think that there's a lesson in here for all of us who have businesses and we need to recognize what's going on. I think that we need to learn from from their failings. And there's a really big issue here that I see. And it's the customer experience. So to start off with, yes, online shopping has really grown. And you are there's really nothing you can do as a brick and mortar to go after the customers who do not want to come into the store anymore. And there are those. There are grandparents and aunts and uncles and parents who by the time Christmas comes around are so tired of dealing with the general public, probably a lot of us included, that they would just can't take another store, they can't take another parking lot, they can't take the traffic by the mall and they're just gonna go online and they're gonna get the cheapest price that they can on an Amazon or on an online retailer and they're gonna do that and they're gonna avoid the store. And I'm in agreement with that. There are a class of people that do that and you're not, as, as a brick and mortar store, that's just your limitations. People do have to drive to your store. People do have to fight traffic. You know, People have to come into your store and sometimes ask for help on an item. And so you're not gonna do anything about that. But here's where Toys R Us really faltered, in my opinion. If you're gonna have a brick and mortar store, you have to provide the customer with a really great experience. And there are a lot of us who still would like to go to a store to get that experience. And here's what I'm talking about. Picture the fact that Disney World, I don't think any of us think that Disney World is reasonably priced right? First of all, you have to go to Disney World, California and Florida, Disney World, Disneyland, but you have to physically go there. So unless you're within an hour or two, you've literally got to take off of work, you've got to drive, you've got to fly. And flying with kids is something that I respect to anyone who flies with young kids. That's hard. 
or even a road trip with young kids. That's That can be a beating, I know. But you get there, the tickets are not cheap. A glass of water is, you know, or a glass of Coca-Cola is $10. But the thing is, is that you pay that. And I know that adults like going too, but most of us go with our children when they're younger because you want to create a family experience and your kids enjoy the heck out of it. So you put up with all the long lines, you put up with the crazy ticket prices, you put up with the overpriced food, you put up with the travel that it takes to get there and the time off of work that it takes because you're trying to create an experience and you're trying to create memories with your family. And you cannot do that online. You are willing to do to put that much into having a week or however long you're gonna stay of family memories and it's an experience, it's a physical experience that you cannot have at home and you can't have it online. What I'm saying about Toys R Us is that Toys R Us created a crap experience for people when they came in their store. Toys R Us wrongly marketed, in my opinion, to kids. And you can't market to kids because in this situation, kids are not swiping their credit card at your stores. I get it that you sell kids items, but you have to create an experience and give something to the people who are paying the bill. And in this case, the people who are paying the bill are the adults, the parents, the grandparents, the aunts and uncles. You know what I mean? You have to give them something in order for them to have an experience with their children in this case, or you know, with their niece and nephew or their grandchildren. You have to give them an experience to have in order to have them come in the store and feel like they've gotten something out of it too. Because if you're just gonna go pick up a toy for kids, you could do that online. Or you could just go to Walmart, or you could just go to Target, and your kid could get a toy while you're there, and you could get the rest of your grocery shopping done. You know, you could pick up some things you needed around the house. So if you're just gonna grab a quick toy, Toys R Us was not the place for you. Where Toys R Us could have done a million things better is they could have created an experience for the parents. So picture this. You want to do something with your kids. Maybe you have a young kid, three, four, five years old, and at that age, they're full of energy. They may fall and scrape their knee, and they may just burst into tears. They may, you know, be having a moment. I mean, they're kids. And so you want to take them out. You'd like to get together with other parents your age. Maybe you're a stay-at-home mom. You'd love to be able to get out, but you also understand that you've got some limitations because you don't you know, your kid may be cranky. You don't, you're maybe you're nervous about how other people will react to your kid. You need some camaraderie. Toys R Us had, I don't know how many, 200, 500 physical locations that they could have done that in. So here's my thinking. Create an environment, right, where parents can go in and have an experience with their kids and then they buy the toy and it doesn't have to be expensive. I'm thinking of things like, like in the mall, when you go into the mall and they have those little playscapes, they could have put a small little playscape in a Toys R Us. They could have had one of the young store associates that's 16, 17 years old, that that was their job to interact with the kids and kind of play with the kids. And they could have just put comfortable couches around the outside of that on the inside of a Toys R Us. The parents are sitting right there watching their kids But hand them a coffee, hand them an iced tea. They're sitting, they're taking a break for a second. They can keep their eye on their kids, right? But someone else is is taking the, the brunt of the work. 
I'm thinking for older kids, if I had been in charge of Toys R Us, for the older kids, I would have put on tons of science fairs and Lego building contests. I'd have brought in someone who builds Legos, just move a little stuff out of the way. It's not even permanent you know, and had Lego contests and build-offs. I'd have had story time. I'd have had authors of children's books come in and read to kids. You know, the parents can be standing right nearby, but they get a break. They get to experience their kids. You guys, I know it is such a proud moment for you, especially when your kids are young, to see your children, and it's incredibly important socially, to see your children interacting with other people's kids. You know, they learn things. They learn how to play together. They learn how to share. It's They make friends. And that's such a wonderful, heartwarming moment for you to see. As a parent, you get out of the house. You get to talk to some other parents, moms and dads, or grandparents and aunts and uncles who have the kids that are sort of the same age as yours. You get to talking. You may make friends. Your kids are playing. It's a totally different environment than just going into a warehouse store and telling your kid, well, pick out the toy you want and watching them pick out 15 toys and then not, you know, having to narrow it down to one and your kid maybe being upset about the fact that they don't get everything they want. You have to create an experience. And if you have a brick and mortar store, if you're a car dealership, if you're a toy store, if you're a clothing boutique, you have... You guys, everybody is complaining so much about the fact that online is killing brick and mortar, but I'm telling you, people want an experience. And if you've got a local place where people don't have to give up a week of their time to go to Disney World, if you can provide an experience for them for just an afternoon, that is all most people need. And I'm telling you, people will come in for that. Consider the fact, you guys, that Starbucks created their entire company on the fact that they have a, they give you an experience. You could go into McDonald's and get a cup of coffee, but it's not the same as Starbucks and people pay out the nose for that coffee. It's good coffee. I'm not saying it's not, but I'm telling you that they have an ambiance there. They have chairs everywhere and it's expected of you to sit and look on your phone or look on your laptop. They want you to come in and sit and spend time there. They're all decorated in a very soothing way. They play music in a very soothing way. They're not, they're not doing the fast food thing where they're really trying to get you in and out. You can come in and just grab a coffee if you want. But the thing is, they're creating an ambiance and they're creating an experience for you. And whether you realize it or not, you're actually putting on your clothes and you're leaving your house and you're paying more for a cup of coffee right? To people watch or to sit in with your girlfriends or your guy friends at Starbucks or to study at Starbucks instead of studying at your house. Why are you doing that? It would be cheaper for you to brew a pot of coffee at home and invite your other college age friends over to your place or go to their place or to go to the library. Because if you want to argue free internet, the library has free internet. You could go there and study, but you don't. You choose to go pay $5 for a cup of coffee, which I love to do too. But you go pay for a cup of coffee, but it's not the cup of coffee you're buying. It's the experience that that they're creating for you. And that will never be replaced. For those people who are looking for an actual experience, that will never, you cannot have that sort of experience online. You know, so when Toys R Us comes out and says that they think that people just, you know, the loss leaders killed them and that online retail stores killed them, they're missing the whole bigger picture, which is that for people who actually want to have to to, people, people pay more for their kids and their pets than pretty much any other genre that there is. You guys, I'm a pet mom. I'm a dog mom. 
I buy all the dumbest toys for the most money because they're they're novelty. Do you know what I mean? You guys, we spend more money on our kids and on our pets than almost anything else. I think the healthcare is like um, vitamins and supplements and things like that are, are right there with it. But but buying things for your children is never that never goes out of style. That's not a fad. You know, buying toys for your grandkids. That's not something that comes and goes. People still spend money on their children. It's just how they spend money on it. So I think this is really important. And I'm going to go into a little bit how you can apply it to different, different industries. You know what I mean? So for me, we do uh, one of my companies is Tangent Tangent Group, and we do corporate security. And I I try, even though I'm in, I send corporate security. I send my agents into other people's offices to make sure that they're safe, right? So the the environment that they're in is someone else's office. But I can create a great experience for them that they can't get anywhere else, and they can't get online. Every little detail when I send someone out, when this agency sends someone to someone's office, it's based on creating an experience and the experience that people are really needing and hungry for in my situation is not not spending money on their kids and making their kids happy. In my situation is corporate security is people when they call us, they are nervous and probably downright scared when they're calling for security. So when I send an agent out, the experience that I give them is one of safety and security and calmness and not in any way, shape, or form aggressiveness, but of calm, assertive energy. That's the experience that I try to provide for my clients. Not, not Rambo's going to come out and he's going to be hyped up and he's going to be on high alert and everything's going to be a big deal. It's a calm, assertive energy that we're here. It's going to be taken care of. You do you your work and you, you don't worry about it and I'm going to take care of you. That's an experience that you can either create or not create for your client when you're in corporate security. So you understand that you can apply this to all, you can apply it to everything. Car dealerships, I don't know why you guys are still putting in the old plastic, they're new, but the, the plastic chairs and the little Keurig coffee system. I love Keurig, but I don't know why you're doing that. The point of, a, the point of going to a car dealership is to find a car you like, right? And whether it's a used lot or it's in like a, a new lot, you're looking around and you want to see the difference in cars and you want to sit in it and you want to feel it. And the last thing you want is to feel pressured into a really expensive purchase because cars are expensive purchases. So the goal of a car dealership should be to teach you about the cars, but to keep you at their dealership and keep you comfortable long enough for you to make that decision because it's not a quick decision. I do not know why. I've, I've been into probably 50 different car dealerships in my time. I have never seen a car dealership with an actual coffee bar. I'm talking a little barista who actually makes you a coffee right? It's cheap. You guys, things like that are so cheap. It's one person and a, and a machine that froths milk and some coffee. What do you want? You want a vanilla cappuccino? I'll make it for you. 
You want, oh, you've got your kids with you. I know your kids are, you know, got a lot of energy. Tell you what, there's a whole playroom. It looks like the McDonald's, you know, with all the slides and everything out front. It looks like that. It's right over there. And we've got someone in there watching the kids. Why don't you let them play while we go adults talk about cars? It's about the experience that you're giving them. It is no longer. People are literally buying cars on the internet now. I don't know if you've seen this, but there's a place called Carvana and you literally, it's a dispensary. You, you literally pick the car you want and you can literally go pick it up or they can bring it to you without ever having talked to a person. That option is now on the table. Not to mention if you live in a town, like I'm in Dallas, Fort Worth is where my headquarters is, where I home base. There are very few towns that within an hour drive that you cannot get to five different dealerships that sell the same kind of car right? Auto trader, whatever, even just another of the same dealership right across town. It's not the fact that no longer are you the only dealership. And if you want to buy a Ford car, you come to me. That's not true anymore. So you guys, you have to create a customer experience. And there will always be people who want that. I've never bought a car online. I know a lot of people do, but it's a big purchase and people want to sit in the car. They want to see the car. They want to feel the car. That makes them more comfortable with the sale, right? Unless they just automatically know they're just going to get another of the same car. But, but people, there are still people who want an experience. And if you will cater to them, you will get all of those people. You can't just sit back and complain that online has taken all of my business. It doesn't work that way. Online is an ease of use thing. But if people need an experience, you can create that for them. I don't know if any of you guys have ever heard of him. But if you haven't, you need to look him up because his story is really genuinely inspiring. His name is, uh, he goes by Mattress Mac. His name is Jim McInvale. And I used to live in Houston. He owns Gallery Furniture. Jim McInvale Gallery Furniture. He is literally a pioneer, as I know it, for customer experience. So he has a furniture store. I think it's still probably the largest single furniture store in North America. But he gets it. And he got it early, which is why he's such a huge success now. The thing is, is that I think now he has some private label things. I think you can buy a gallery furniture or like a mattress, Mac mattress now. But it's for the first, the majority of the time that he has been in business, he realized that he was selling furniture to people that they could get elsewhere. He was not an exclusive dealer of anything, especially when he first started out and for the first long while. So he realized that he had to make his store more of an experience than others. And he had the forethought to realize this, you guys, think about it. Not in every single situation, but in most situations, if you're selling furniture, you're going after people who are of, at a certain place in life. So this is not always, but what I'm saying is we all start probably started out when we were young and bachelors and bachelorettes and we just got hand-me-downs and new furniture was the last thing on our list right? It's the last thing we would have spent money on. So Mattress Mac realized that he had to find people who were of a certain age, who were probably had a certain level of income and who were trying to furnish a whole house, not just a single apartment as they're just starting out, but he actually created a customer experience for people who want, who wanted to furnish a whole home, like a home, not just an apartment, and who wanted to furnish their kids' bedrooms and their dining rooms and their master bedrooms. And he realized that that was the sweet spot as a customer. So he made amazing changes. He, he built his store to go after families. 
he has an entire restaurant there so that you can go in and you know, you know what? Have something to eat. Everything is priced at cost. Literally, it is so cheap. You can get like a hamburger and a drink and fries for like $3 the last time I was in there. He was not trying to make money off of food. He was trying to say, you want to come here? You want to walk around this giant furniture store? You get hungry? Here's something to eat. He has an entire playscape for the kids. You know what? You want to drop your kids off? There it is. Walk around. Look. He actually went so far as to buying art and sculptures that people would want to come in and see. One of the coolest things he has is he has an original Elvis limousine. It is gold and it is gaudy and it is exactly what you think of for Elvis. It is amazing. And it is inside his furniture store. And I can't imagine what he paid for that. But he bought an original Elvis limousine. It has it parked inside and you can get within just a few feet of it. You know, there's just right around it are ropes, but you can get right up into it and see inside and it's totally custom done and it's totally gaudy. But he realized that he had to create an experience for people to come see. He had to find a way to keep people there because he knew that he doesn't, he, he sold furniture, but he knew that other people sold the same furniture. I'll tell you about a personal experience we had with this. My husband and I lived in Houston and we went and his whole thing is that their delivery service is amazing because most people don't have the vehicle in order to take all the furniture they bought home. Ideally, they'd buy a whole house full of furniture and you surely can't fit that on even if you have a pickup truck. But I think he had back then like, I don't know, $99 shipping no matter how much you bought or delivery, no matter how much you bought. So my husband went in and I went in there. We bought like an entire dining room worth of furniture. We bought a bedroom, master bedroom with the furniture. We went up to the, to the ticket counter and we paid on the way home, we got straight in our car, we drove through a fast food joint, Whataburger, I don't know, Burger King, something, we drove through fast food and continued to our house. It was a single stop we made, maybe took us off of our uh, route by about 10 minutes. And we got home and the gallery furniture truck full of furniture beat us home. It was sitting in our driveway. And that is part, I've never seen anything like it. It is part of his customer experience. Like I guarantee you, we weren't, we could have barely been done paying for that furniture. And I don't know what kind of system he has in place, props to him, but we could not have paid for that furniture for more than three minutes before they were loading it on a box truck to take to our house. And that's the kind of experience that I literally, this was, gosh, 2005 maybe 2004 even probably 2004 and I still remember this furniture store and this experience because he created such an amazing customer experience so you guys I think you can go back I hope that you can go back and I hope that you can sort of put this into practice wherever it is you're at you can't complain about the internet if you have a physical brick and mortar store you have a chance to make an impression that an online store just does not so if you already have a brick and mortar store, all you have to do is figure out who exactly your customer is and how you're going to make a customer experience that people enjoy. You've got an advantage, you guys, you've got an advantage that you have a product that people, even if it's like me, even if it's, if it's a physical, you know, human being, it's service that I'm sending out. I have a chance every time I send an agent to someone's office to give them an experience that creates a safe and calm working environment and that's not something that everyone can provide that's that is literally the reason why they call call my agents in is because they need to be safe and they need to have a calm non-disrupted work environment
So if you have a service or a product, if you can give someone, it doesn't have to be expensive, but you can, if you can give someone great customer service and just have something there for them to, that creates an experience for them, you will gain a customer. And you don't have to worry about those people who just want to buy the cheapest thing online. There's a place for that. But I'm telling you, brick and mortar stores are not going away. They're going away because people have a brick and mortar store and do not provide a customer service and a customer experience. So I hope you guys found value in this. I hope that it's something that you can use. And I would love for you to come on my LinkedIn post and tell me some of the ways maybe that you think that this could help you. I'm always here to bounce ideas off of. Uh, I'm not shy. You know, I'll give you some, uh, we'll brainstorm together. Come on my LinkedIn, say hello, and uh, let's see what we can do, you guys, to create an experience that keeps all of our customers happy. I appreciate it, you guys, and I hope you have a great day.